From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here, and we have Matt Doan, as usual, boring. Yeah. But we also have exciting Aaron Holm. Welcome. Can you, hit, can you hit the special effects button? Oh, sure. Wow. The crowd. You can hear people, like, even from their cars, cheering and applauding the Aaron so, Holm. So, Aaron Holm, <laughs> when you were invited to be on the podcast by Eric, was it a hard yes or was it, let me think about it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Well... <laughs> It was a little text. I think your pause just, text. I think your pause just <laughs> described. Within within one minute of my text to her. Okay. Late within at night. one minute. Yeah, last night, 10-15. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, with an exclamation point. Yeah. How many exclamation and points? And I said, yay, with an exclamation point. Whoa. Just I had one. to respond fast because he was going to sleep soon. Cause <laughs> so it was surprising that, that I was yeah. still awake, actually. Yeah, I was yeah, surprised. Not only past your... Plus, I preached but... twice yesterday, guys. Oh. Yeah. Well, we know and... Of, yeah. and at New Life oh, Church. Cool. Shout out to New Life Church. Yeah. It was great. Hmm. What did you speak on? OC. Not the one in Colorado. <laughs> What'd you speak <laughs> or on? Or New York. I, you already know. That's not nice, Matt. I, our listeners don't know. Godjoybook.com if you'd like to find <laughs> a uh, copy of the book. Yeah, I spoke on Godjoy. Yeah. I gave a few options, uh, maybe one or two options mm-hmm. only, two, uh, to Matt Hemphill, and uh, he picked Godjoy over... What was um, your other option? Yeah, it was over like the reality Luke of eight. Satan and hell in the oh. world today. No, it wasn't actually that. Wait, what? What's Godjoy again? <laughs> Godjoy. Well, let me, let me take a pause, guys. I'm just gonna go ahead and mute these other microphones <laughs> and just give you a big old speech. You on do God have that Joy. power. I've actually never understood, dude, but you do have the power to mute either one of us. Yep, I sure Whoa. do. See, keep talking, Matt Down. Yeah, he's. You can't hear him, and it's very nice. All right, <laughs> you're back. Okay, yes. so we're gonna hang out a little bit. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Sundays we usually do, but we mm-hmm. also have some serious listener mailbag. Awesome. Now that's because I begged for it on social media. <laughs> we're not beyond that. This is what it takes. Yep. People don't like emailing podcast at calvarylife.org. That's been very apparent. Yes, because we have had nothing in the last two weeks. <laughs> so, you know. Do I you, did... think the po- you think the email is just too long? Like maybe it needs to be shortened? To... You got to meet people where they're at. They're Pod... on social media. They don't ain't on their emails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'd have to like listen to this and then remember and think about emailing us because that's where mm. so we, when you put it on the social media uh, you're putting it on, like, right in their face. Okay. Respond. <laughs> and they can just respond right now. What was your, do you remember the name of your first email address? Yeah. What? MonkeyBunky28. <laughs> was it really that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I could still log in. Yahoo.com. MonkeyBunky. I don't know why. That was also my, like, AOL Instant Messenger name. <laughs> MonkeyBunky. Uh. I remember my AOL in- Instant Messenger name was WakebirdRocks, R-O-X. <laughs> WakebirdRocks. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I was, like, in my late 20s. It's not like I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was 11. <laughs> oh, that's great. Did you? Was yours, Matt? I don't, do you remember like email addresses? Like, 
I had ebwake at cox.net because we had the same email address, <laughs> oh B and I, because it was like, wasn't thought of to have your own. You just right. had like a, your computer had an email address. Right. right. It was almost like your household had an email address. Yeah. That's the way we thought about it. And right. then we were like, what are we doing? I want my own. Huh. Wow. Branched off. Yeah. I don't know. Go that ahead. Is wild. Your thoughts? I have nothing exciting. I think my first email was mdone at calvarylife.org. No Whoa. way. Yeah, I think that was my very first email. No, really? you had like I a bubs.biola.edu or something. Oh, that is true. I had a, a college account. Yeah. You're right. You're right. What did colleges <laughs> do before email? How did they reach you? Yeah, the phone and mail. Ugh. Yeah. I like mail, but phone. You would get something in your physical mailbox that would say, like, go talk to this person, go talk oh to this God. professor or something like that. Yeah. Slower paced life. Yeah. Had a so voicemail. Nice. We, had, we had like an extension in our dorm room that had like a, I think had a voicemail or something. Or no, we actually had like uh, answering machines, I think. <laughs> yep. So I'm a little older, only two years, but it's still like that. In that span in the mid 90s is yeah. when everything was changing with that. And so that's like two years could have even been like just like a lot changed in those two years. Do you, either one of you have an answering machine at this moment? Like a machine machine or you mean like voicemail? Or I guess like you have a... F- what? It, you have like a home phone with the Oh, machine. no, no, no. I don't have a home phone. Okay. No. I haven't had one since know, middle school, high school. <laughs> Do you? you still have yeah, one. this is very on brand. So, yeah, we still have a physical home landline. Whoa. And not a machine that's like connected to the phone, but it's like within the mm-hmm. phone. <laughs> Wait, do you get a lot of calls to this phone that you answer? <laughs> is it just if like Eden is in trouble at home or something? And that is true. We have, we have two younger kids mm. that don't yeah. have cell phones. That so it's, yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. We thought about having like a house cell phone after mm-hmm. like, cause it was just like cheaper almost than like mm-hmm. a landline. But yeah. Anyway, I think, uh, that's pretty good. So, uh, what's pretty good about that kind of stuff so far here for the pod? <laughs> How many listeners have we lost so far? Yeah, we, we typically lose a few in the first couple minutes. It's There's mm. always people that have high hopes at the beginning, and then yeah. they're like, oh, it's the mm. same same stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, No, they but actually... we got good questions this time. We do. We There's got lots of interesting mailbag questions that we have done the amount of prep that we normally do for them. So just keep that in mind, uh, <laughs> especially as you all are trying to get us to solve all conflict in the Middle East within <laughs> the Calvary Life podcast. We're up for it. So right up here, I will tell you it's not going to happen, yes. like in the sense of us solving it. We might give some very basic thoughts, but we won't spend sure. a ton of time on that. But that'll be coming later. But mm-hmm. I, I need to talk about something that's like really important to me. Okay. You guys, I went to YouTube. Yes. Mm. I went to two U2 concerts. Our listener has been waiting since the last this yeah. podcast. Yeah. How... Aaron looks really excited to hear about it. <laughs> I She's love like, you too. Oh boy. Yeah. It's so be great. walk <laughs> us through it. You went, you went a uh, Thursday night and a Saturday night. I did Thursday night and a Saturday night. Uh, and then it was all in Las Vegas at the sphere. We did talk a little bit about the sphere, this crazy, crazy venue. And it really is like, it's really hard to describe how like, kind of epic this thing is like it's so cool that it it holds 20,000 people mm-hmm. just in a theater style like a normal theater like up one side of a room it's not like 20,000 people is like the Honda Center or Staples mm-hmm. Center or whatever that's what you think of that many people but it's not in the round it's just like up one side but this whole thing is an actual sphere because like the rest of the inside is just like all video screen mm-hmm. and speakers that are like all over the place so it sounds like coming at you from like all directions mm-hmm. we're usually at a concert it's just all coming at you from mm-hmm. the front and hitting you so it's kind of unique in the sense mm-hmm. of it coming from all over the place and then and it's like perfect and i took ryan rail the first night so <laughs> yeah. which is like so awesome because if you guys don't know 
listener, uh, Ryan Real is our uh, like sound guy and more here at Calvary Church. Um, but he is just super into all tech, lighting, like audio, video, stuff like was that. Was he just loving it in the midst of like, did you look over at him and he has this huge smile on his face or was he like calculating like, how yeah. is this working? Yeah, I think it's like, wasn't so much smile on his face, but more like enjoyment in soaking up all the data <laughs> in like the most awesome Ryan kind of way. Um, and, but he did say to me afterwards, he says it was fun to watch you go to a U2 concert. Is like what he said. I think that's we would, sweet. We would yeah. say the same yeah. thing. Wouldn't it be fun oh, to go yeah. with him? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, so I know I've got Ryan with me and he's sitting on my left. And then there, and he's like not necessarily like this huge U2 fan. He's like was more into the sphere. Mm -hmm. He likes U2. It's fine. Um, and then, I mean, anybody would, of course. Right? <laughs> uh, Is there anything but a liker of U2? Yeah. But then on my right was this guy that was uh, there by himself and he was wearing a an Ireland jersey, like a, I think like a rugby jersey. And then, um, and he's alone and I asked him like, hey, where do you live? Like he had an Irish accent because I just said hi or whatever as you sit down. And and he's like, I live in Ireland and uh -huh. my kids uh, paid for me to come here as my 60th birthday Whoa, present. That's, that's cool. Awesome. And so he like flew all the way from Ireland yeah. and just to go to this show, like all on his own. And then, I so like what was so funny is like, by I don't know halfway through the concert I like had my arm around this guy and like we're singing the songs together and he's like saying stuff to me in like colorful language as Irish people would like all happy yeah. and excited yeah. and it was just like Aww. super fun that's yeah so fun so like Ryan was just like standing there watching me and this, this guy his name was John form a new friendship yeah yeah mm. and then uh, John was like yeah I'm going to this like you two cover band the next night <laughs> at the hard rock in Vegas. And then B came and joined me. And then uh, we did, we were thinking about going, but then we didn't. <laughs> but I was That'd be, be hard to, to see go. that after. I know. That's why I was just like, I don't know if I want to go to the cover yeah. band now. And when, when, especially when I found out you had to pay to go see the yeah. cover band. But mm. anyway, it was epic. You two is awesome. I so was can you compare emotional. the two nights? Uh, yeah, this is, it would start to get like really like you two nerdy, but, okay. um, uh, like, so the middle set, like this whole thing is like so much video and visual and crazy stuff happening. Like it almost like changes even like the shape of the room, like this video, like they'd have these like numbers and letters dropping from the screen. And then it started to feel like you were getting boxed in, like the ceilings coming mm. down, the walls are coming in, but it's just like an optical illusion. Mm. And then sometimes it felt like the floor was like coming up, even though it's just an wow. optical illusion. It was just kind of like wild the way mm. all that is. And so sort of this like first set and then this third set of the of the concert were all like that like lots of video stuff alongside of it but then there's this middle set that was like more like they kind of turn all that stuff off I think so they can have options mm -hmm. to like play different songs mm -hmm. and the cool part to me was <laughs> ah, the second night they played this song MLK yeah. which I've never heard live before and it is the song that I sing to my kids. Like when they were little, oh. I would sing as a lullaby to my kids because it says sleep, sleep tonight. Yeah. And may your dreams be realized. And I actually had put, I've even talked about this on stage, I think at church, but like when I preached on the benediction, because I'd put that tune to the words of the ironic benediction mm -hmm. that we, the blessing we pray. Um, and so like, like, I don't know. It was just like so awesome. Like when they started playing that, like, mm -hmm. and it was so cool because. And I, I, I think you just said it, but just to make sure yeah. they haven't played this live in how long? 
Well, I don't. I like I said, I've never, never heard, heard it. it. Yeah. And I've been this is my twenty seventh U two yeah. show, and I've never heard it live. Yeah, and it's like a super old song, and it was cool too because I saw it right before they played it. It was like you saw Bono kind of like do something, and he like brought Edge over the guitar player and like whispers in his ear, huh. and then. Um, and then they played that song. And so it was like, I think it, I think it was just like spontaneous, yeah. which was super cool. That's, That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. So anyway, I was super excited about that. Well, That's like, That's sometimes fun. there's like those little gifts from the Lord, right? Where it's just like, oh yeah. God, that yeah. was just a gift. I receive it. Yeah, it was great. So I'm sure uh, Aaron's excited because, you know, we brought her on here to kind of have this big U2 concert <laughs> discussion. Oh, I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Beautiful Day. Uh, it's a great song. That was like the last song. That was the last so song. Good. It was so really good. So moving. It yep. is inspiring. And then after that, we did our staff retreat. Yeah, we did. We had Ooh. our pastoral staff retreat last week. How was it, Aaron? I... Liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. I love spending time with staff as friends. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel like mm-hmm. it's the best way to describe it. It's like, oh, we get to hang out and don't have to get back to work. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's fun to hang out with you all on different level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. It was great. We have a really special staff, uh, different ages, experiences, interests, but it's just fun to be on the same team together. And like mm-hmm. what you just said, yeah, pull away from the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. of the church and play games, uh, go off and have science and solitude times alone, come back, worship together. We had a time the last day of just even affirming one another. Shout out Tim Nellis for <laughs> introducing <laughs> that to our staff a few years ago, Yeah, um, where we just had different people get up and just affirm another colleague. And it was just, that was awesome, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So, yeah. And yeah, I love those. We had some times of like solitude and prayer, just mm-hmm. so good to be able to have that. And yeah, really good. I think it's cool even for you guys that are listening to know like the pastoral staff like really love each other, mm-hmm. enjoy being together, and then we're trying to pursue like our own intimacy with the Lord so that like as we even minister to you all, like mm-hmm. we're coming out of an overflowing instead yeah. of just mm-hmm. a kind of feeling like we're just tired all the time or whatever, yeah. even though we're probably already tired still, <laughs> but aren't we all? It's a diff- yeah. <laughs> it's a different type. Yeah. There's like different type of tired. It's like I think I actually came back being like, I'm so exhausted, yeah. but it was like life giving in a different way. You know, it's like the people spending more time out in nature, the Lord just, I don't know. I was like, that was life giving. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not, it's cause I didn't sleep well. <laughs> so it's like, and I want to thank you publicly, Aaron, every morning of our retreat in the main meeting room, you broke out pour over mm-hmm. coffee, like good. legit coffee. So we yeah. got to experience that every morning. It was mm. Awesome. Yeah, Erin has figured out how to like either it's like her heart to serve people or her heart to kind of get people to like her. <laughs> it's the latter. Uh, <laughs> it's all mixed in. Figure nine years into this role, I gotta. Yeah, exactly. Here, I gotta she start makes, working it. Well, every time you do chapel, every time you do chapel, you always make coffee at the beginning yeah. too. It's just kind of like. I mean, awesome. this I genuinely see it as this form of like soul care. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the little things Hospitality. and and like I like it too. So maybe it's like. 20% selfish yep. but um but it is this uh, like Pavlovian special. thing with me where like I like come in and I'm like ooh coffee mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm yeah. happy today it's an, Aaron, it's an Aaron chapel yeah. <laughs> it's a common thing and the beans you get are you want to mm-hmm. shout that out for a minute ooh and they think yeah. it'd be our sponsor ooh yeah ooh, we need Let's a sponsor today yeah it's this random guy who emailed me I have no idea how he got my email probably going through different church lists mm-hmm. and he like started this like roasting company called mm-hmm. Hosanna I think and he like gives 10% of what you purchase to missions. Yeah. So um, it's cool. Yeah. And it's good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. 
Today's know. podcast is brought to you by Hosanna Coffee. Coffee. Hosanna Coffee. We're Don't expecting this, this is what guy. happens. We shout you out and you pay us. Yes, <laughs> that's how it works. So, so we you give us free coffee. Free coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Don, you got a little paper there in front of you. I do. Yeah, yeah. Anything else from the weekend you guys want to go over? Oh, oh I did have uh, something fun. Yeah. We um, we had, so Grace, my daughter, who's in college, junior in college, she came over mm-hmm. on Friday and brought three of her friends over for dinner. Fun. And it was, like, super fun to just, like, hang out with, like, these, like, four college kids. Yeah. And, like, we didn't know, like, like really. I'd met one of them once before. Um, anyway, so it was just mm-hmm. like there. It was actually funny too because it was like three guys, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and none yeah. of those three are like a romantic interest or anything okay. actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it was just like really fun, just like hanging out with these like, these guys and. Everybody feels like now at Biola is like a film major. <laughs> There's a, it's a huge yeah. movement there. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so they yeah. All, so we were like talking about movies and stuff. Mm, that's great. And it was just like I don't know. I just remember being in college and loving getting into someone's home because it felt like I'm um, in dorms or apartments and um, with a bunch of people my age. Yep. It was just fun to go to someone's yeah, house and have a different too. experience. So nice. And we I like, used to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I used to drive from APU all the way down to my friend's house in Huntington. Yeah. Every Monday night for Monday Night Football, just <laughs> oh, to be in a house. Right. Like there was something different <laughs> yeah, about that in your normal fun. routine. Yeah. Huh, that's cool. It's a long that's drive. Great. And we like super spoiled them too. I like made like a charcuterie board for appetizers. Oh. Then I made homemade chicken parmesan <gasps> and nice. pasta. And then we did homemade chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And it was just like you know tried to be like real homey about that's it. That's great. So, yeah. Anyway, that's I don't know. sweet. Fun. It was fun. Good times. Good. All right. Let's move Ready? on to yeah. Sunday. So Sunday, we have a couple. We have a couple Sundays to go over. Maybe we'll go. Um, I didn't listen to your sermon from the week before, bro. Aaron, did I you? I was in the lobby talking to people. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Had an emergency conversation. Sorry. All right, listener. So I'll just talk to you. The other two here in our studio can just listen in. You did a good job. <laughs> I did talk about your passage a little bit in my sermon. You did. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Oh, okay. It makes sense. I had given some, some corrections and retractions. Yeah, that's that's normal. No, so I'll give you the 30-second version of that Sunday, and then we'll get into this Sunday. Okay. Um, so a 30-second version of two weeks ago, we went through... Oh, sorry. I could just hear my heartbeat over the... <laughs> Sorry, too far, so too far. So we went Sorry. over Luke 7, 36 to 50. It's a story of the woman who um, anoints Jesus' feet, first with her tears and then with perfume. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it's uh, the Pharisee. His name is... Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Let me open my Bible right now. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. Why am I blanking out on this? Gamaliel? Uh, no, 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 no. Jer- the Pharisee. The J. Well, Simon. Uh, I knew it was Simon. I mean, Simon. Yeah. Sorry, if I'm not remembering this, then why are we even talking about this? Okay, so Simon <laughs> Simon doesn't do the normal greetings that uh, a Jewish person in the first century would do to greet a guest. And that was uh, when someone walked in, you would give them a kiss on the cheek, and then you would wipe their feet or have like the lowest either servant or child of your family clean their feet. And then you would pour a little drop or a couple drops of mm. olive oil on their head. And so it was just kind of some symbolic ways of saying you're welcome my home. I want you here. You're invited. So none of those three three things happen when Jesus enters the home. And we were kind of even as a church walking through, like, can you imagine if you had Jesus over today? Mm-hmm. And what would that look like? How would you prepare? What foods would you cook? 
who else would you invite to join you mm-hmm. at the meal? What would you clean up around the house? What would you like put away or like hide? And <laughs> so just trying to get in that scene a little bit. That's really good, actually. And I then, should listen um, to it. Yeah, I think maybe you get something out of it. Both <laughs> yeah. of you. Okay? That is actually really good. Actually, should we, Jordan, really can you good. just insert the sermon right now in the podcast? <laughs> All 47 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was studying and even trying to convey this to our church family, it was like, oh, it breaks my heart. This like this story breaks my heart that. Here's the God of the universe, the one that Colossians says hold things, holds all things together, not being greeted properly yeah, wow. when he enters into this dinner. Like if you've ever felt overlooked or uninvited or unwanted in a group, <laughs> Jesus, the high priest can understand and relate to you because he's been at dinner parties where he wasn't properly welcomed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to say, does the text say that everyone else was welcomed and not Jesus? I don't know. But whatever happened, he wasn't given the, the right introduction. This woman barges in and does this act of worship and Jesus then points to her and says, though her sins are many, she loves much. And then he looks at Simon. Simon, also a sinner, as we all are, as we kind of walk through the passages on that, um, doesn't acknowledge that he is a sinner too. And then Jesus tells this great parable of two people. One was forgiven a 50 denarii, 50 days of wages. One was forgiven a 500 days wages. And then he just asked Simon, which one do you Mm. think loved more or was more grateful Obviously, that's the one that had the bigger debt. But then the whole, like, I guess I'd say Jesus juke of it is we all have the same debt, right? Like, ultimately, whether you think you have 50 or you have 500 days of debt, we all are at the level at the cross. Mm -hmm. But we all have this great debt to a holy God. And so are we able to respond like the woman did with devotion, worship, sacrifice? And then I love that last line in the verse 50. It says, go in peace. And it's like just blessing. Like, he blesses the woman go in peace. And so we were talking about as a church, can we walk in peace uh, once we've met the risen savior? So it was Mm. was a fun talk for me to give. Mm -hmm. I am just once again, loving, loving the book of Luke. Like there's just Mm. every story is like, Oh, that's my favorite. Next one. I'm like, Oh, that's my favorite. (laughs) And so it's been so good to walk through that. So that was the end of seven. And then we jumped into eight, one through three this week. We called it gospel matrons 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 i like that what a transition that was a good transition matt thank you i know matt you just kind of you just went off there that was great (laughs) (laughs) it's playing it's playing ping pong by myself because (laughs) well i was actually gonna say i read the scripture that morning kind of last minute i wasn't supposed to yes but i i kind of giggled I know. At oh, one I point, because <laughs> I had read it before, but then it just hit me when I was up there because yeah. it says, then Jesus answered his thoughts. Yes. And I was like, that made me giggle. It was like, he just like read his mind. Yeah, and yeah. then he like answered him. I'm like, how crazy if like we're just sitting here yeah. and then you just answer my thoughts, Matt, because yep. you know what I'm thinking. 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Whoa. You just read my thoughts. Yes. But they lost yesterday. They did. Um, no, no. But here's the amazing thing about that is that. Simon is thinking this guy's not a prophet because look who he's allowing to be near him. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus shows his prophet office by answering his thoughts. Yeah. So oh, good. It's so good. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we, yeah, gospel matrons yeah. this last Sunday. And we called it that because it's this whole passage where it just like goes from that story that you just talked about mm-hmm. to it just says, Jesus is cruising around, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The 12 are following him and his disciples. And then it says, and these three women who contributed of their own resources to support the, like financially support the -hmm. the ministry of Jesus. And it also says, and many others. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Um, Yeah. What do you like? I, 
this question is like sort of hard to answer, but why do you think, do you think it was only women that gave? And if it wasn't, why did Luke only mention these three women's names? Aaron Holm. <laughs> Reaction. I don't know. <laughs> Proper answer, uh, probably. <laughs> no idea. I know, but like, like, see, like, I think it's like hmm. thoughts on this, though. Yeah, I don't think so, because you have like Joseph Arimathea, who obviously had some relationship with Jesus and then offers the borrowed tomb to him at the crucifixion. Right. So you're saying you don't think it was only only women that yes. gave, but, but he only names three Absolutely. Women. And you made yes. this great point yesterday of, I think you said of there's 16, when I wrote down 16 different stories of women in doing the something Luke, important in the gospel, Luke. 11 yeah. of those 16 aren't mentioned in the other three gospels. Right. Mm. So Luke definitely had, I mean, he's being accurate. He's trying to go for detail. Yeah. But he's also saying, Hey, pay attention, church, mm-hmm. pay attention, early church. Uh, Jesus honored valued women in this role and so i think that's super cool yeah that's like that's basically like what i think i don't know just like thoughts on even like okay so we're two dudes here aaron uh matt and i (laughs) like does this have like any kind of like different impact on you or what do you think about how this story just mentions these three women Mm -hmm. because I don't know what it's like even honestly as a guy mm-hmm. i don't know, like reading the bible and it's, it's kind of a male-centric book in a lot of ways sure. right so yeah the culture was right. like that right well i think that, that that's what's sweet about this is that in that culture especially women were less than men it's like the woman at the well the woman who anointed jesus's feet mm-hmm. all of that like and so the fact that luke is highlighting them being like the lowest you know, the, like the children were lowest, right? So it's like, then there's like women, uh-huh. the lowly people were still following him because he paid attention to them and he loved them well. So it could be as simple as that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it is funny. He mentions, I don't know, Susanna was a funny one. Cause I was like, who's Susanna? <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, is that just like, oh, oh yeah. Luke, Luke's like writing this, right? And he's like, oh yeah, Susanna. Yeah. But like, you never hear about her in any other writings or anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, just a funny it is. thing. It is. Yeah. I don't know. It's super wild. It's like the fact that she was important enough to name here, but then not like for whatever reason, yeah. not enough to write more stories about. Yeah. Whereas yeah. these others like Mary Magdalene and Joanna, even Joanna is like not mentioned a lot, but she's yeah. mentioned to be at the resurrection. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm <laughs> guessing wild. Susanna, it would almost be like if today <laughs> we said, let's think of like a name that's known in Christian circles right now. Um, who do I pick without (laughs) a woman (laughs) or just anyone? Right. Uh, let's just say, uh, (laughs) Beth Moore. All right. Let's say Beth Moore Mm -hmm. is a woman and a Christian that a lot of people know about who that is. Mm -hmm. So for like, and Beth Moore was there. Well, 200 years from now, Mm. probably our culture won't (laughs) know who that is. Right. Right. Uh, And that's nothing against Mm -hmm. Beth Moore. I'm just saying like, it was a very specific context where I bet in Luke's audience they are like, Oh yeah, Susanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right. Susanna. She was cool. She was always right. like really nice to everybody. She answered my questions really right. well, really right. well. Yeah. <laughs> but then now nobody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's probably right. That's probably uh, right. Mm-hmm. But she didn't need some descriptor either. Maybe it's almost True. like she didn't need a descriptor the way that like Joanna did. Maybe less people knew about Joanna because yeah, like, possible. Or Luke's trying to make this like strong point about how right. hey, even Herod's like business manager's wife was That's part of this wild. Deal. So yeah. So the names are Mary Magdalene who we feel like we know, mm-hmm. but maybe we don't like you even pointed out like, yeah, you know, sometimes we think that her issue was sexual sin. Right. 
Doesn't never mentioned in the anywhere. scriptures says that she had these seven demons. Yeah. That's potentially could have had played that out in that way, but we just know she was freed from this demonic oppression, which is mm -hmm. a radical, amazing. Mm -hmm. So we know about her. And then Joanna, like I was just thinking about her yesterday, like, wow, like she was the business manager's wife of the king of this entire region. Mm -hmm. So comfortable probably nice living, mm -hmm. um, probably educated at some level higher than even other women in that culture, um, and just her life, and she turned it upside down to follow Jesus. Like, it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. It's just such a, again, a story of transformation that the rich mm -hmm. and the poor, like you mentioned, Eric, yesterday, all flock to Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's true. It's this whole thing. Like I, I do really like how, as I like thought about that, like how Mary Magdalene and Joanna are both like potentially very different. Although mm -hmm. Joanna seems to have also been freed from something hmm. like um, either healed mm -hmm. or because it says like, I forget exactly how it says it, but among whom were these people? Um, oh, yeah. Along with some. Oh, yeah. Because he took his 12 disciples with him along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Hmm. Among them were, and then names these oh, three Oh, wow, I didn't people. catch that originally, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he, like, very specifically talks about seven demons in Mary Magdalene. Sure. So that's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's kind of intense, mm -hmm. right? Like, and then, but doesn't say anything about that specifically about Joanna. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. so who knows? Maybe she was yeah. healed. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just even thinking about, like, what's the stuff in our regular life that we are willing to give our resources to is yeah. something you probably care about and you like believe in the vision of. Totally. So I wonder if that's even something to it of, I believe in this Jesus guy's Messiah. He's loved me. He sees me differently. He knows me differently. He's yeah. healed me. He saved me. He's worth following. So he's worth my life and my resources. Like totally. resources are like a tangible way to show, Oh, I, I care about this. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something there too with like why these three specifically and then many others were contributing because maybe it was this like movement even mm -hmm. of women we don't know mm -hmm. but being like did you hear about this jesus guy no he loves women too like yeah. he cares for them like he's uh, he's equalizing them to men yeah. um so there's something to even like celebrate there maybe. yeah yeah we get to follow yeah. him as a rabbi whereas the other rabbis don't yeah. even let us do that right mm -hmm. uh, we get to physically follow him around yeah. not just give him money yeah you know? and yeah, so that's cool yeah you'd said i wrote this down yeah. that as our lives are changed by the gospel we should be invested and that's kind of what you're saying Aaron. like there's just yeah. a natural not that we have to even conjure up like oh, okay i should probably do something <laughs> it's like right as your life has changed you're mm -hmm. just excited about it and mm -hmm. you jump in hmm. yeah yeah, you got you have a lot of writing on there. You have I do. Questions. Yeah, what yeah. I had, a, I had a lot of coffee yesterday, so I was just <laughs> writing crazy. But uh, I just thought I was really moved by the many others, mm -hmm. and just this. You you kind of said we're the many others, right? In a sense, like as yeah. followers of Jesus, like our names probably aren't going to be. Well, maybe Eric's will. I don't no. know. Aaron, Aaron no. you and I probably no. won't. But no, just Eric, <laughs> senior pastors only. Mm -hmm. They'll be like Wakeling Hall. <laughs> be like at Biola, yeah, or Calvary. <laughs> no, just like I don't know. The beach Weakling at, Chapel. Like, Maybe yeah. it'll be Aaron Holm, like in one. <laughs> Welcome home, Chapel. <laughs> Get it? Welcome, Welcome home. home, Chapel. Hopefully by then I'll have a different last name. I appreciate you. I appreciate. <laughs> no, yeah, you will, and we'll still call it home. Okay, that good. I appreciated you explaining that joke because I didn't get it the very first time, and then when you yeah. said it, I was like, I got it. Was it was a home run, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
You got lots of these? I've done, it's pretty easy. You haven't done this bit to me before. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like weird to do it by yourself. <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome yeah. home. I That's like funny. this. So you guys, listener, you, sh- you need to know that like there's something about Aaron's sense of humor that for some reason it just like hits perfect for me. <laughs> and I, for whatever reason, I'm her ultimate audience. Yeah, yeah. that's um, great. You are one of the funniest people we know. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Thanks. It's true. But I feel like other people in the room like won't laugh. Yeah. It's a certain, it's a <laughs> particular laugh, type of humor. And you'll be kind of like, oh, okay. At least Eric's here. Yeah. Uh, if great. Eric laughs, I'm like, okay. Well, audience, yeah. It was worth it. Oh, uh, that's great. Oh, uh, that's funny. But yeah, there's this idea yeah. of many others. Like, we're not going to be necessarily mentioned. We're not mentioned in the scriptures. Yeah. And yet we have the privilege to be like the many others, just following Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, contributing, investing in his kingdom whether it's through, and you mentioned time and resources or, you know, being a prayer warrior, (laughs) serving kids, sharing our faith, contributing resources, financial resources. Like leadership development. Right, right. Like those are all things that we get to be part of the many others. Mm -hmm. And I just like, that's so cool. Who is a woman, uh, maybe start with Aaron, like who's a woman that was like impactful in Mm -hmm. your life? Like I mentioned my mom and this other lady. Well, when you're going through that list, for me, um, first my grandma, my mom's mom, we like were over there, I think, almost every weekend or at least every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, grandmas are like always fun mm-hmm, to have, yeah. right? But I think she was literally one of my best friends, but she loved the Lord so much and just a sweet relationship with her. So she's the one I always looked up to. Then my mom. And then like as I progressed through college, um, like one of the camp directors at Hume that I used to work with. At, mm. um, so her and then just kind of some others like more subtly, not like they were my mentor but yeah just over the years there's just been some women i've looked up to um in ministry but just in life as well so mm-hmm. it's pretty few for me that's yeah, cool that's good what i love you? you before i have an answer i just love even that you gave the shout outs to and it was pretty i was actually kind of an emotional moment i don't know our, what happened like it, it was, was awesome there was something cool about it but yeah i wasn't expecting it i was just like i was just like moved by how certain people have just like stayed dedicated to certain things and this commitment mm-hmm. to something yeah and so it just is cool to like think about that. And for whatever reason, it was just sort of hitting me. But yeah. I guess, did that translate yeah. over or was it, it just totally high up there did. by myself? No, no. <laughs> okay. I was feeling. It was neat. I mean, we have the privilege maybe as leaders. We know the women that you were talking about yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. No, not everyone knows who you were talking about. But just, yeah, each of their stories is so unique and powerful mm-hmm. and impacting mm-hmm. the kingdom. And so, yeah, I was yeah. very moved by that. Um, and then, yeah, my own life, obviously my grandma too, she was mm-hmm. a prayer warrior. She was four foot 11. Her <laughs> hair was like maybe th- another three inches high, <laughs> nice. red hair. Does that count in the height? Like <laughs> I think she, it does. It's five two. And she was just a prayer warrior. I would literally call her and she'd be like, I was just praying for you. And it wasn't like one of those, like, Oh, I was just like, you knew you had interrupted her hmm, on wow. her knees praying for me and her, and her grandkids and kids. And so that was powerful. My own mm-hmm. mom, her story is so instrumental in me being a pastor of, her sacrificing even financially so that they could pay my rent my first four, few years of being an intern here. Mm. That was huge and powerful in my nice. life. Wow. And then um, and then Helen Williams, another one here at Calvary. Um, she's mm. just loves our missionaries so well. She's probably had, I wouldn't exaggerate to say, she's probably had every missionary in our church in her home. Mm. <laughs> like that's been here in California. Wow. She has invited them either to stay with her or to have a meal with her. And so Helen is just... Uh, mm. A hero of mine. That's sweet. Yeah, that's really great. It's cool. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, the list you shared, like, because you could have listed off, like, guys' names, too, if, you know, I know you're talking about women. But 
it's just cool to like celebrate even the different ways that God uses men and women mm-hmm. in people's lives mm-hmm. and like the way he has made us different on purpose, mm-hmm. like not unequal, we're equal, but like he's made us different for different purposes and different ways mm-hmm. of nurturing community and nurturing individuals and doing ministry. Yeah. I think it's a cool thing. Cause even the list you named off was like, Oh, there's some, these people, are, these women are different. You know, they're not yeah. all the same yeah. women, but they have all using their giftings for ministry and investing totally. in people's lives. I know. I was like that whole thing, just like as a behind the curtain pastoral mm-hmm. moment for people, like it was like, super stressful to like think mm. about like how yeah. do i how do i choose yeah yeah how do you choose some names and yeah i want people that yeah that are like actually meaningful meaningful that i would know but like also like i don't know that it would connect in some different ways too because mm-hmm. it's like i love that somebody like a uh, karen bergstrom is like doing leadership development and yeah. running a whole organization yeah right? and then another person like a nina sideman the thing i was primarily thinking about her was like a prayer warrior like yeah. going mm-hmm. from event to event to not to even participate but to just pray over do you know she goes to our things. hispanic prayer nights yeah doesn't speak spanish yeah but just loves to be That's in there <laughs> yeah so cool. i know exactly that kind of stuff is so yeah. cool and so mm-hmm. so you know, like mm-hmm. all the way. And then to like a Robin Geis, who's uh, yeah. like a, not just a therapist, but like a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. supervisor, leader of many, mm-hmm. like, you know, basically like the boss of all the therapists. Counselor to counselors. Yeah. 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 And uh, mm-hmm. so anyway, like just some really cool like things that they do that are all like unique and different, yeah. you know? So anyway, yeah. um, sweet. So yeah, so gospel matrons, and so we all have the opportunity to be matrons and patrons of the gospel and to be able to just respond and Mm -hmm. respond in some way of saying like, okay, well, we've been impacted, so we want to be able to like invest like what we've, it's essentially giving away what we've received, right? Like where we receive from God, so we've been changed by God, so let's give back with our time and our resources. Mm -hmm. So, yep. All right, should we get into the mailbag? Let's do it. Yes, mailbag time. Reach into that bag. (laughs) Reach into that bag. Pull pull out a good question. Okay. All All right. right. Ooh, these are fun. This uh, is a great wait, mailbag. Wait, wait a minute. Do you have access? Because I never get access to this. I, you have access? I got the That's mailbag. a straight lie. I texted you you're definitely, you're definitely in this group chat right <laughs> yes. now. Yes. See, listen, oh, you no, have no, to no. check down That's here. That's his Matt Hemphill. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, I could actually see me doing that. But all right. So we got some, we asked for some questions. Both. We always ask for questions. Podcast at calvarylife.org. Uh-huh. We are very happy to answer your serious questions. And even more happy to answer your not serious questions. We are equal, <laughs> equal opportunity. <laughs> well, it's easier answers. to answer those probably not serious ones. Good point. Good point. Um, Sometimes. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, we can we can interrupt and have other, like, you can pick questions off this that you want to okay. answer. Okay. Uh, if you want. But um, I'm going to, I mean, we got, like, many here from Ben Hopkins. He was just, wow. like, going for it. There's, like, Ben Hopkins, six. thank you. Yeah, thank you for being one of our faithful listeners, and uh, you are very involved. So we'll do a couple of yours, but uh, how about let's start light, okay? What's the best type of pizza? New York, Chicago, Detroit. He says Nepalese. I don't know if he actually means from Nepal or if he means like <laughs> uh, from Italian, from mm. ne- like a Neapolitan yes. pizza. Um, yes. But I like the Nepal pizza. Um, so yeah, what kind of pizza do you like? What style of pizza? Not just your toppings. Yeah, which one do you welcome into your home? Ah, zing. <laughs> good pizza 
I've had Chicago pizza from Chicago. I was actually a little underwhelmed. Mm. I was expecting more. I've never been in New York, so I've never had authentic. Mm. What's that? There, what's that place we went to on the way to the pasture tree? That was good. <coughs> pizza Port in St. Clemente. Pizza Port. That was good. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's not like Toy Story? That's probably American pizza or yeah. something. You know? Yeah. I like American pizza. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like standard American right. pizza. Yeah. Right. But they have a lot of like, er- they have a lot of herbs and spices in their sauce. Yeah. Mushrooms? <laughs> Actually, I have a favorite pizza place. Oh, what? It's in Fullerton. It's called Two Saucy Broads. Oh, I've heard of this place. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be good. It's really good. It's kind of like a hole in the wall. Yeah. But they're, yeah, their crust isn't too thick. Okay. But the flavor is amazing. Huh. And then uh, there's also a place in Fullerton called Fuoco, and they actually import their dough from Italy. Whoa, hey. And it tastes like real Italian pizza. Oh. So Fuoco, downtown Fullerton. These are good tips. Go. Fullerton mm-hmm. is a gem. For us that for mm-hmm. those of us that live in Central Orange County, which is now you too. Yeah. Um, you too. Fu- yeah, oh. <laughs> I hear it all the time when but people not, say that. I hardly ever go to Fullerton. <laughs> I hardly ever go to Fullerton, but yeah. there's like it's a great place at downtown yeah, area. It's fun. I used to be able to walk right downtown, so all that pizza. Yeah. You, you, I didn't realize you were walking distance to like yeah. downtown. That's awesome. Five minutes. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Now I walked to down Old Town, Tustin. <laughs> Woo. Now you're a Tustinite. Now yeah. You walk What's to the like... slogan in Tustin? Work where you must. But live and die in Tustin. <laughs> die in Tustin. I think I know it's shop. <laughs> live <and> shop. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's the joke. I said the joke. The real one's shop. <laughs> That's so works funny. Too. That's great. All right. All yeah. right. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big uh, like... Napoli style pizza, Whoa. like a Neapolitan style, which is like Whoa. the the single serving with like the nice kind of mm. crust that puffs up thin, yep. you know, all that. Like I think that's really good. My favorite place around here is called Folks. F O L K S. Where is it? It is in the camp at oh. uh in Costa Mesa, yes. which is uh is cool and stuff. Yeah. I like that place. <laughs> Hipster. Hip. Yeah. Yeah. By far the best pizza. Mm. <laughs> All right, go for it, Don. Okay, I know you're all excited for mine too, but it's Costco. So Ben, it's none of no. your options. It's Costco pizza. <laughs> Who is with me in this? It's incredible. It's ready on demand. You don't have to wait 15, 20 minutes for your pizza to be made. You just knock it into the little registered thing and it magically appears. <laughs> Wow, don't jeez, easy, bro. Um, Matt, the good things in life are worth waiting for. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't like that. Costco is the oh, word that got you. bleeped. You bless you, <laughs> all right, so Next okay, should we do something more serious? What is Ooh. the best Christian movie of all time? And Ben says, and why is it the Prince of Egypt? Oh, that's good. Uh, do you? Yeah, uh, what do you think is the best Christian movie of oh all time? That's a tough question. Um, you know, I'm like kind of famously known for not like I have a low level of trust with mm-hmm. Christian movies because mm-hmm. um, I just feel like they tend to be not great. Yeah. Um, but, and everybody always asks me if I've seen them or not. Mm-hmm. And then I'm always feeling bad because I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, there's just one I watched growing up called Adventures of Odyssey. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not necessarily a, is it a movie, it's a movie or it's like well, a that's shows. No, there's a Christmas version that's a okay. movie. Oh, it's <laughs> good. Okay, okay. Yeah, those are creative. It we, ain't no Face in the Giants, though. We actually, Ooh. oh yeah, Face the Giants. That's it's up like there. one of the OG ones, yeah, right? That's up there for it me. It was, although that's the like Brothers. the classic, like, and if Jesus is in your life, everything will work out perfectly oh, in the yeah. end. You, all you, know? get, <laughs> you win the touchdowns. You right? might, yeah, you'll get the touchdown and you'll be healed of all your diseases and get all the money. Okay, you need. we don't support that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, that, was... that movie made me cry. I love that movie. Uh, I'd say I just watched Chariots of Fire too. It's a oh, old yes. cla- won an Academy Award in the early 1980s. 
don't know if it's overtly Christian, but it has a Christian character that's mm. really fun to root for. Yeah. I like those things that are kind of like, they're Christian, but maybe not overtly Christian. Mm, I mean, yeah. that's kind of like what U2 is like, you right. know, they're like this, yeah. mm-hmm. like a lot of Christian illusion uh, and imagery and things like mm-hmm. that, but kind of then, keeping it a little more artistic. And then I think we all agree God's not, God's not dead, number three. Oh, One and two are three. good, but three is Three's where it's off at. the charts. That's good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one myself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually... I actually enjoyed the whole Jesus Revolution th- movie. Yeah, great movie. So I saw that recently and uh, and really liked that. All right. What question would you like to... Should we do one a little even more serious? Mm. What's a, one step deeper? Why did... This is from AJ Torres. Why did the disciples think Jesus oh. was a ghost when he was on the water? Ooh. That's a great question. Well, in that day and age, you know, in that culture... Keep going. They, uh, <laughs> I was going to start and have you finish. Oh, yeah, I could tell you were like, <laughs> in that culture, it was oh, yeah. common to see, it was common to see ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, it was? Um, no, <laughs> no, I do think if you saw someone and you thought they were walking on the water, right? And you're like, your brain's like trying to process all this, mm-hmm. right? So you see it and you're like, okay, am I seeing some, is that guy walking mm-hmm. on the water? Is he on a boat? Like, what's going on? You know, right. you're trying, you're freaking out. And then when you realize there's no boat, you're like scared. You're probably freaking out. And so I think out of that fear, they're like, this must be a ghost. Yeah. So that's what I got. What do you got, man? Well, the you're crazy gonna, thing is Jesus. I, yeah. I'm looking in Mark six. Jesus was on the land and he comes out to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like nothing like that ever happened before. It's so supernatural that they just went to natural means. I mean, like, okay, that couldn't have happened. So it must be something supernatural. And so it must be something in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Therefore, it's a ghost. I guess that's the obvious answer, right? So it's kind but of what I just said. I also kind of want to. I also want to think that it's. There was like, it was foggy, and so. Oh yeah. It was like maybe Ooh. Jesus was like kind of glistening a little bit. What if Jesus was going? <laughs> and that's where that came from. He had like a white. He had like a <laughs> white <laughs> white robe on. Oh yeah. I have to go. say, side note. Casper. Man, in my Casper. Na- in my neighborhood, the Halloween like decorations are freaky. Like there is some freaky, freaky stuff in mm. people's front yards. We have one three doors down from us that's clowns. It's little Ew. tiny miniature clowns, no. and they're in like a merry-go-round, and it just Ew. like circles, I and can't. the clowns are kind of looking at you, and freaks me out. Are they also like scary clowns? Yes, they're scary clowns. Yeah. yeah. I don't. No. I, I'm. I think I'm pretty much. I've been on the record for a while of like hating Halloween decorations. <laughs> uh, part of that's out of my love for Christmas decorations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. What is the best mission trip you've ever been on? Ooh. And why is it Albania? <laughs> Probably is for you, right, Aaron? Well, yeah, that's a good one. I think I'm stuck between that and Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I led trips to Albania, and those were, I think, so good for our high school students when we went. Just very mutually beneficial trip for both mm. them and then the students who went. But Papua New Guinea was a very unique, fun, adventurous, different type of trip I've yeah. ever been on. Yeah. So we, we did. Um, took you like seventeen did, days to get there. <laughs> so long. We took. We did a spiritual emphasis camp for missionary kids who were like kind of stuck on this base that's like the size of a Walmart, <laughs> and they, they can't leave really ever. Mm-hmm. And so when prison? camp comes to them, well, it's just not safe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In the highlands where they're living. Um, they, they can go out into the town and stuff, but you have to like, well, the guys can go out 
in groups, but the girls could never leave. Huh. So, um, so camp was awesome, but yeah. then we also got to like take a little Cessna plane into the middle of nowhere into a tribe and experience that for like 24 hours. Wow. That was really cool. That wasn't part of like the missions trip aspect, I guess, but that was helping us get a picture into it. And that was very formational, uh-huh. even in your call to ministry mm-hmm. and your life with Jesus. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, it's a cool experience. Hmm. What about you, Eric? Probably, I'm trying to think, because I'd probably go with the trip I took high school students to Kenya. Yeah. It was this interesting combo of like really difficult, like a hard trip, mm-hmm. while also being like a really um, like fulfilling trip, but also then a really fun trip. So mm-hmm. it's a fun group of of like students that we took so it's just Mm -hmm. like a really fun group of kids and then um that was great but like ella was one month old so my daughter was one month old my and i left my wife for two weeks oh my goodness and so that was kind of brutal and you had a toddler at the time too well yeah 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 well grace was like basically the parent the whole time i was gone because <laughs> they're four they're four years apart oh, so yeah. that's like a little bit sure. like helpful actually mm-hmm. uh, but um yeah wow. but we went over there and we were doing um like mostly what we were doing was actually teaching in public schools about um abstinence mm. as like a form of um because just because aids was ravaging yes. kenya yeah and so they wanted teaching on that and then so we taught about a biblical worldview mm. and then we would tr- like basically be able to talk about jesus and through this lens of talking about sort of like sexual safety mm-hmm. and um that was actually really interesting and then we also did some care for people who were like home and bed bound mm. with with aids and wow. so just like going into their homes and like being with them to yeah. be encouragements to them which, which was even 20 radical. years ago was pr- even more radical kinda, than it des- yeah. you describe it today yeah it totally was and it was it was like parents were kind of like wait we're doing what yeah. you know and yeah. um but it was cool and then at the like what we usually try to do is like most mission trips it's like you do something hard for like mm-hmm. 10 days and then you'll have like three days of like two or three days of mm-hmm. like a little debriefing and a little fun especially if you're like across the world sure so yeah we did a little like uh safari in the masai mara which uh-huh. was like pretty epic uh-huh so but then i have like a, all these friends like tell me about these like um safaris they've gone on like now that people are in their 40s and my friends all make more money than i do <laughs> and uh they go on these like super nice safaris and i was like oh yeah we we're sleeping in like the ground on like <laughs> blankets that i don't know had ever been cleaned <laughs> surrounded before. by lions Surround- yeah like oh, in a, you goodness. know in like a tent and stuff you yeah. know whereas they're all like staying in these like plush places it's so funny to talk about I'm like oh yeah i've done that too sort of <laughs> yeah, that's great um, i don't know why this reminds me of this probably the best time to say it but i'm gonna say it anyway okay. but uh, i just watched a tiktok yesterday Yesterday of a man fighting a kangaroo. Oh, dude. And kangaroos are vicious. They Super. punch. You think that kangaroos are like nice and like hop around and friendly. No, you do not want to mess the kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I've seen enough so of those boxers. videos. Yeah, scary. <laughs> Wait, Matt, what's your favorite missions trip? Uh, so very formational as well. So mm-hmm. it was a Mexico trip that I did when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was my first time being in a different country, experiencing different language, culture, food. It was very, very kind of 1.0 as far as we were building houses and only there for a few days. But it just had such a profound impact on me. It was like, yeah. oh, I, I want to do this with my life. I want to give my life away. How can I do that? And so, yeah, I just encourage everybody, if you get an opportunity, whether you're young or old, man, just try to jump on one of these go teams or mm-hmm. uh, look for ways to, to experience something cross-cultural where you can serve in the name of Jesus. You, your life will forever be impacted. Mm. All right. Here's an even more serious question. Okay. How... 
Do you confront, discuss, or love Christians who use their faith as justification for hate? Ooh. This is a tough one. Okay. Yeah. So how do you talk to Christians and uh, who use their faith as justification mm-hmm. for hate? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's tough. So go ahead, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So I guess want to unpack those words a little bit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when someone is using their faith to justify an opinion about someone yeah. or something, they wouldn't classify it as hate. They're saying, no, I'm just speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then another listener could say, no, that's very angry or hurtful mm-hmm. or even it crosses a line to hateful. Yep. So maybe it's even starting there of like, okay, can I just want you to understand how that comes across. Yep. When you say that about that person, um, now there is, there's been throughout history. I mean, look at yeah. one of the disciples called by Jesus was, um, what Simon the zealot, right? Yep. He was like a, a zealot who wanted to overthrow the Roman government and uh, the zealots were known as people that hated, and not just uh, overthrow them, like kill them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hated the occupiers in a sense. Mm-hmm. And they're using their faith in Yahweh in order to justify that. So it's, it's not just a 21st century Fox news, yeah. uh, CNN, CNBC issue. It's, always been in every generation. Yep. I think you go back to the ethic of Jesus too, right? Love your enemy. So, okay. So say you per- that person, someone that you just totally disagree with, can't see how they come to that conclusion, almost think that they're just foolish and an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that person's worthy of being loved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very simplistic. This is probably a very nuanced conversation. Sure. But like, I think this can kind of play into it. I think we could bring up this a little bit then with, so we got a few questions on like thoughts on what's going on in the Middle East yeah. and uh, very clearly like we are not going to be here as like experts on what's going on or even to, like act like we know almost like anything. And it's real time level. unfolding. Yeah, absolutely. So um, and yeah, so as we record this on Monday, October 16th, it's about 10 days or something like that into the um, the, the conflict and war uh, between Hamas and Israel, but like I was even talking and and so this relating to this to this question I was talking to a friend last night who was saying I've been really struggling with this because when I first heard about these attacks from Hamas To Israel and like really horrific stories of children bad things being done to kids and Women being elderly being kidnapped and all this stuff and he's just like he said I wanted to kill them like I hate them. I'm so angry. Like, and this is not a person who is like that normally, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I also talked to some people and I have some like extended family or people I know online, whatever, that are just like, Israel is the great evil. Mm. Israel is the one that's the evil one. Mm -hmm. Israel is the occupier and Mm. Hamas lashed back, but they, they like, and they did it in some some things that they didn't disagree with or that they would disagree with with this stuff. But then they're like, you know, now Israel's just doing even worse back to them. Like, mm-hmm. who, they, you know, and so like mm-hmm. these people are. So I'm just talking to like people that are just so angry. And mm-hmm. I feel like everybody sort of justifies this like almost like revenge in their mm-hmm. inner minds. Mm-hmm. We justify it with like right with being right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard cause I'm not going to be here to say 
like as a nation state, like if anybody that's like a nation shouldn't should or shouldn't like defend themselves. Yeah. Um, but I will say, obviously, we have to like nations need to try to do that in the most sort of humanitarian way possible, mm-hmm. which is never like actually possible, probably, yeah. you know, um, but like, yeah, there's like I think Hamas is like horrific, mm-hmm. you know, and just the worst yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. um and then, like, I also can be disappointed in some decisions that Israel would make in the way that they would respond mm-hmm. while also, like, standing with them, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, so I think there's, like, some nuance that's, like, difficult in all of this. Um, but, like, I do think, though, that's the kind of situation that it would be, like, trying to use, like, the Bible to justify hate, hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. e- the Bible, that's the crazy hardest thing about the Bible is that when Jesus says love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. Like, how does that play out in this, like in a setting like this? Yeah. Right. And so I'm trying to process that. And for me, at least I can't respond as the prime minister of Israel. That's not, that's, Mm -hmm. that's not who I am. That's not my job. Um, but like I can respond as a man that lives in orange County, California. And I guess like my role is to pray and to pray for those even that I might like feel feelings of hate within my heart for, right. but like, and then pray God heal that, like God, like tear down some of that hate and like, pr- like, I just want to pray for like ongoing peace for multiple mm-hmm. people. I don't know. I've talked a lot about that, but um, I know this is like a really difficult issue. So I don't want to put you guys in the position. You have to talk about something about this. So just if you have something, no, you don't. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, just interrupt me as you do. Yeah, you I've know. had a lot of thoughts on this. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have found myself over the last ten to twelve days being, maybe to the point of a little bit unhealthy, of just digesting the news. Like, I just can't get enough information about this because it's it's number one. It's kind of fascinating. It feels like it's could have major implications for the <laughs> for his, history mm-hmm. and for our world today. Um, but then also just trying to figure out, like, is there another piece of information that I can find out to make this make more sense? Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage all our listeners. I think it's important to be informed as a believer and cr- as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we need to not have our head in the sand over anything. But I also think you got to be careful, as I'm saying to myself, not to just be so consumed with the news that you can develop a position of mm-hmm. hate in your heart because you're seeing such, I guess, one-sided um, experience or... Yeah. Or how how the news is even painting a picture of something. Yep. Um, I think there is a difference though between the individual and the state. Yeah. And so what we hold the state responsible for and what we hold the individual for can be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's maybe even a whole nother discussion. I think there's some that are holding Israel right now to an individual response. Right. When they are not an individual, they're a state, and so they're they're exercising justice as a as a nation. Um, where if we were to have an individual do something like that, it would, yeah, it's just different. So that's one side of it. The other side of it is, man, never before in history, I think, has war been at the front st- front door of our of our homes. Like, in other words, as we're digesting this information, we're seeing real-time dead bodies. Mm-hmm. We're seeing real-time. This is what the house looked like before. It's what it looks like mm-hmm. now. I think throughout human history, when wars happen, there's been these type of awful things that have happened, but we just didn't have all the knowledge about it or not, at least at the time of it happened, maybe years later. Right. 
And so it's a lot to process for us. And I love your idea of just like incorporating prayer, let that drive us to prayer. Um, sometimes we think, oh, we can't do anything but pray. But no, prayer is aggressive. Yep. Prayer is actually a f- on the offense. Yep. It's saying, God, this is your world. You hold all things together. Intervene, provide justice, but also provide mercy. Yep. And I think that's our two biggest prayers right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's even like I mentioned yesterday in church, like it's like a spiritual warfare kind yeah. of prayer. Yeah. You know, like I do think like something like Hamas, like that has to be. Like, I feel like, the, like, what else can that be other than like some sort of demonic oppression, oh, like, totally. you know, mm. influence, oppression, whatever. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, and then it's like, if you get too like red with revenge, that can be demonic mm-hmm. as well. Right. Like, cause horrible things can happen. And if like response is too far, right, mm-hmm. then it can become like really bad. And it could even become it's like becomes bad, like for Israel, if they respond too much, you right. know, like mm-hmm. I, for their good and right. for the way they're viewed mm-hmm. in the world. So just like really prayerful for like appropriate, whatever. And I, again, I'm not here to define appropriate response, but whatever yeah. appropriate response would be, obviously there's yeah. like response. Um, I wonder too, if you've been praying so simple, but the Lord's yeah. prayer, that yeah. prayer of, I don't even know what to pray for, but I do know I could pray God, your kingdom come and your will be done yep. in this because his will is good and perfect, pleasing. Mm. So God, can you please like have your kingdom actually come mm. and your will be done here yeah. in really good. this chaos? Totally. That's actually what um, Matt Hempel did last night at New Life huh. when I was there. Oh. He had like a moment of like, I don't know what else to pray. So let's pray um, mm. the Lord's Prayer. And yeah. that, was cool. really, that was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. So somebody did ask us like it's like some thoughts on like some certain kind of like end times things or somebody Mm -hmm. asked about like ezekiel um, 38 38, which it says things i'm just like slow talking because i have this here a little bit but it's kind of it says some kind of wild stuff um sorry my computer's like freaking out um but it says uh when my people are living in peace in their land, then you'll rouse yourself. You'll come from your homeland in the distant North with your vast cavalry and your mighty army. And you'll attack my people, Israel covering their land, like a cloud at that time in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches and my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you. Gog, then all the nations will know that I am the Lord. Mm. Um, and then there's, there's other parts of it, but you could see why people would like be like, Oh, what's going on? Like if, uh, you know, yeah, if Iran or if Russia mm-hmm. or somebody, you know, and then Lebanon and Syria to the north as well yep. um, were to be involved. Is this like, is this like leading towards something like that? Now, I think you get a little more like into this kind of stuff. Than <laughs> I, do. I do. Yeah, you get all like into it. Uh, Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, I don't know. I just feel like people have been saying it's coming for a long time and it hasn't and i just have a real hesitancy to like get too caught up in it but um and i don't know maybe i'm wrong i like <laughs> will it yeah. be wrong on that but i just think sometimes i don't want to get too caught up in that I, would it be safe to say i'd love to hear you guys feedback on this that you know jesus says you won't know the day or the hour yeah but i think you'll know the season oh interesting. what do you guys think of that i don't know if mm-hmm. is that I feel like Flame Jesus is a little bit being, too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was like trying to like be like, oh, it's it's hmm. not. You'll know the year, but not know the day. Sure. I don't know that. I think he was trying to say something with those words yeah. versus like trying to make a point, not hmm. be that specific. But that's, 
I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. it's hard to know because I read like Paul or something. He's like, he's coming soon. Yeah, he wrote that two thousand years right. ago. <laughs> so right. what is soon? You know, yeah, I don't right. know. It's right. just hard. Yeah, it's hard to know. I don't yeah. know. That's right. True. No or knows. yeah, what is it? What is a season? Yeah. You know, yeah. you'll know the season. The season is this next millennia, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right. I know. It's hard to measure. Yeah. What a season is. Uh, we are is. encouraged to be ready, to be watchful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so right. let's continue to do that. I love that even the last week and a half, people have been looking through their Bibles and going, yeah. wait, could this be it? Like, that's yeah. just sure. even, I think, a proper response. Yep. And the proper response was be ready and watchful in the year 150 AD. Yeah. And it's like also mm-hmm. our response in the year 2023. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Dude, the other day I, I was at a thing and I kept saying it was 2022. <laughs> it was at the membership <laughs> class. I kept saying in this year, 2022. And I was just like, and then after like a f- few times, like somebody's like, Eric, it's 2023. And I was like, Whoa. I don't know what happened to me. I was just like messed up. Yeah. So Aaron, when you get to our age, you do stuff like that. But you also like, how old are you? We're like, I don't know, 47, 48, 46. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Over 40. There's a question about being older on here, actually. Oh, okay. really? Hit, hit do you me. want to switch gears? Yeah, sure. Sounds like a question okay, for you. Here's a question from Shannon. Reese, oh. now that you're getting older. <laughs> wow. What piece of advice would you give other dads just starting? Hmm, interesting. Shannon. <laughs> Shannon from Orange yeah. County. <laughs> Shannon from Unincorporated Santa Ana. Uh, just one. <laughs> one piece. One piece of advice for new dads. Oh, man. I do think, I don't know, is this too cliche? Like the power of being there. Just be present. And when you're present, be present. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Um, Like, don't be too distracted. Enjoy the moments. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, don't, you don't need every single moment to be a teaching moment. Just be with them and like teach with your life. Mm -hmm. Those would be some things I might say. Yeah, those are gold. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) I would say when you go to your kid's sporting event and they jump in the car, don't talk about the game or critique their performance or critique other kids or the umpires. Just tell them you're proud of them and just go enjoy your day. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of parents, including myself, have used that driving home time to kind of coach up your kids. And I just feel like it never goes well. <laughs> Dude, I remember learning. I forget where we were at, but it was at something. I think you were there, too. But we learned like this phrase to say. That was to your kids after their game to say, I like to watch you play. Yeah. And it's mm. not like you did good or you were <laughs> awesome or you right. weren't or whatever. It was just like, I'd love to watch you play baseball or I'd love to watch you surf. Do you or think whatever. that's what God does? Like, like yeah. even when we serve in his name, like, yeah. Aaron, you're like, did I do well in that? I like to watch you play. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'd love nice. to watch you pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to watch you pray. <laughs> What's your favorite spice? Steve Coombs asks. What's your favorite spice? These are you guys come up with weird questions. <laughs> by the way, listeners. Cumin? Hey, these are your followers. So, uh, <laughs> this is a field worker of Calvary. Curry. <laughs> I have one. Yeah, tell me. Zatar. Zatar. Explain that to Zatar us. Zatar is like a Middle Eastern spice that's got kind of like an oregano type vibe mm. to it. It's a oh, it's like a that. blend of spices. Yeah, it's delicious. So Zatar, you should try it. Z-A-A-T-A-R or something like that. Okay. Wow. The double A is somewhere in there. My favorite's pumpkin. Oh, Oh, gracious. That's like fake spice. (laughs) You've got your like knee-high boots on. (laughs) (laughs) Going going apple picking at Oakland. Puffy vests. Puffy vests. That was like a thing. Every pasture retreat was like, get your puffy vest. 
Mm. No, the vest. It's puffy like, jackets are it's still like 2014. Now. Yeah, it was the, like, get your puffy vest. You're going to pasture camp. <laughs> yep. Laura Copeland gave me oh, yeah. ga- shout out. Gave me a puffy vest because I made fun of her puffy vest so much that she ended up giving me one. <laughs> oh, that's great. And what it was like, it was like a like a Kmart, like Walmart version or whatever. Yeah, there's but, different versions yeah. of puffy vests. <laughs> All uh, right, any more? Are I mean, we good? We, we got lots more questions, but I don't know if we're gonna like burn people out on questions. And one good one. How about right. that? Good one. What does that even mean? No pressure. Steven, your question was good, but we're just looking for one Another just good an one. inch better. Okay. This is from a woman named Karen. Not you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, why is change so hard for we weak humans? Ooh. Oh, we're man. moving to Bend, Oregon in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh. We bought a 27-acre farm and we Whoa. sold our home down here. It's exciting. It's wonderful. But it's change and leaving the town we've known for 35 years. Oh, yeah. The Lord mm-hmm. led us to bend. All four of my boys are there with their wives. But mm-hmm. in my philosophical mind, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. why is change so hard? It's mm, a great question. Well, that's real life right there. She's why is, wrestling with that. Yeah, yeah, why is change so hard, Aaron? <laughs> well, it can be hard in different... The ch- depending on what the change is, I think, it de- you know, the level of hardness. Yes. I think it's just a little disorienting. It's like you've been doing something or living in a certain way for so long that's like comfortable or you call it home, but now you're like, you're like uprooting your whole life. So mm-hmm. I think it's hard because you're saying goodbye. So there's grief involved and that could be hard because what are you leaving? Like your house, maybe your relationships, mm-hmm. a place you love living. So that change is naturally going to be hard because it's a little uprooting and disorienting. Totally. And then change, I would say, in other ways of like our heart being changed is hard too because we're comfortable usually in the ways that we don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And so oh. it's a little like, it's kind of whacking at the, uh, the old, I don't know what the phrase is. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this hurts because yeah. I'm living this way because it's comfortable and I like it. Yeah. So it's the unknown versus familiar. So mm-hmm. when I go to a restaurant, I usually order the known. I order something that I've, yeah, you do. <laughs> you guys, let me tell a sub story on this real quick. <laughs> Because I have been a lot of places with Matthew Calvin. Yes, Dunn. we've had a privilege to travel to places like France, Germany. We had a Barstow. romantic holiday together, him and I, uh, in Paris. Wow. And yes, literally in Paris. Yes. And so we're there for this like conference thing. But like Matt, Chris Tweedy, Calvary Missionary, and myself go to a cafe on our first day. In Paris, oh, France. No. I know what he's gonna. <laughs> oh no! I order the duck confit salad, which was delicious. Chris orders like the croque monsieur, which is like I the, like wow. your French. The ham and cheese oui, oui, sandwich, oui, oui. like it's like a very French thing. Matt Doan orders a hamburger. No. <laughs> I am- I had never, I'd never tried a hamburger in Paris, and so How I was, was curious. It? It was magnificent. <laughs> I mean, you could say magnifique. Come on. <laughs> no, but I was so mad at him, and he wouldn't change yeah, his mind. And a I hamburger was like, in France? Yes. So it's the familiar versus the <laughs> yes. unknown. Yes. And so sure. I think what yeah, what Karen's sharing is yep. the familiar is everything here. Yep. The unknown is there. Yeah. But I love that your four boys are in that area, and that's going to be such mm-hmm. a great new memory place for you. Yep. It's good. Yeah, I do agree, though, that like change can be hard, even though if it's hard to stretch ourselves at times, it's like maybe good for us to stretch mm-hmm. in this. And so even this like new adventure that she's on is 
going to be awesome and it's going to be hard. And I think sometimes we have to just like almost like acknowledge that and like yeah. embrace our weakness, embrace like the change, embrace the difficulty and, uh, and then just kind of go from there and like trust, trust in the Lord through it yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think the important thing I think too, Karen, is like, it's going to be hard. Like, yeah. And it's good to like know that and just like expect like parts of it are going to be a little lonely feeling mm-hmm. almost like, like how I felt like when I went to college. Yeah. Like I remember having moments where I cried in my room by myself Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the next hour having like the best time of my life for sure. You know, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of like that. I hate this place. Do I love this place? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then eventually it's like over time it mm-hmm. becomes home more. Yeah. So there's even the element of like saying, like grieving what once was right of like, yeah. Oh, that was so good. And like this change seems like it's going to mm-hmm. be awesome to be yeah. with her sons and all that. But it's like, Oh, that, well that other season's over. And so you got to say goodbye. And so yeah. to grieve, I think is to speak it out loud and to acknowledge and just admit this is hard. Kind of like Eric was saying mm-hmm. uh-huh. to not keep it in. All right. A couple things coming up here at Calvary church. We've got, October 25th, the Family Room series. It's a Wednesday night all about technology in the home. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, should be helpful, especially for parents. But I think it's even supposed to be helpful for, like, anybody that's kind of like, how much, like, is even like if you have much. An, even if you have an answer machine in your home, <laughs> this will be useful for you. <laughs> that in, is your home. in your home, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if you like Matt Doan, have like a um, what was like the like the little like Morse code machine? Yeah, Matt Doan the telegraph or whatever. That's down the street. That's John Sherman. That's John Sherman's house. No, but technology in the home Wednesday, October twenty fifth, and then the week after that. We are starting a couple things. I don't know what you're doing, but there's. I was doing the beam from Light the Night. Oh, no, no, we'll get there. That's fine. That's obvious. But the week after that, we have a couple new classes too on Wednesday nights. Parenting with a Global Vision. Mm -hmm. So raising your kids to have like a heart for others and a heart for the world. And then also a class called How to Read the Bible. So that should be pretty fun. Taught by Eric Wakeling, Trevor Barnes, and Tim Mackey of mm-hmm. the Bible Project. <laughs> One of those won't be in person, but you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, light the night coming up. We really need just your help to bring cakes and bring candy and serve and all that good stuff. So, thanks, you guys. Yeah, Aaron, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's fun. Good job, Matt Doan. Well done, Eric. <laughs> you guys are so good at this. Oh, really? You're good at this. You're guys, you're natural. No, you're no. good at this. No, you're good. Okay. So thanks you guys. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.